Welcome to Built on Beeves. My name is Eric Bober, and I am joined by Nate Hayfley. Uh, this is our first podcast, our first time doing this, doing any type of podcast, and uh, we've talked about it for about a year, and we're um, excited to finally do it and uh, give it a give it a shot. So, um, Nate, we've probably, we've probably been talking about it more for like two years, but <laughs> more seriously, maybe a year. Yeah. Exactly, and you know, we really don't know what we're what we're doing. Um, we we are totally we are in my room and have a, a laptop set up, and we're just we have an iPad as well, so we we have the resources we think we need. So we're gonna we're just kind of gonna get after it, and um, I, I think it might be good to just talk about ourselves just a little bit, just so you guys uh, kind of know a background for the both of us, at least with our interests in beavers and. In sports and why we're even doing this. Um, Nate, I don't know if you want to maybe start, introduce yourself a little bit so people can know about you, might help. Yeah, I can start. Um, yeah, as Eric was kind of saying, we've been thinking about doing this for, you know, some time now, and it's just sports in general are just something both of us kind of have a passion about through early on. I grew up playing sports, I'm not going to say here in talk about my accomplishments or anything like that but just the important part of that is I've grown up loving sports my whole life and another thing is my dad was in the military so kind of moved around a lot of my life which got to take me to a bunch of different places which each in their own you know states and like cultures had different kind of passions about sports and so I was born in Mississippi kind of down south in SEC country and you know I only lived there till I was three so I couldn't say I like got onto an old Miss or Mississippi State type bandwagon or anything because I didn't really know at that point but still most of my early on kind of to sixth grade lived in the south I moved to Texas lived there for a little bit still early elementary and then moved to Alabama and that was kind of when I started to understand more just kind of the passion and the just atmosphere of sports because in Alabama even for high school so my sister is six years older than me so I was still in elementary she was going to high school at a 6A high school in Alabama Prattville and they're a top-notch high school team and everyone goes to those games and it feels like a a college game and so that was when I first kind of opened my eyes to man this is exciting this is fun everyone's out there cheering them on and that's when I kind of built up a love for just football and everything's just elevated down there and so uh, you know you learn early on too being there this Alabama Auburn kind of rivalry and so you're forced pretty quickly by people to make that kind of choice of are you an Auburn fan you Alabama what's that like who, whose side are you on and so I never really hopped on either one of those while I was down there um, but just after that then moved to a couple other places went to high school in Colorado I was a little different I wasn't as strong of a thing there but of course Colorado's in the Pac-12 and you know at that time wasn't necessarily I was more of an SEC guy if I were to say it not die hard, but that's who I would have leaned towards, just being in Alabama and stuff. But anyway, so then moving out here to Oregon in 2015, I just picked up a love for the Beavers and just enjoying, actually like, feel like as a team I could hold as my own and actually want to cheer for. And f even though I didn't go to school here, I haven't really lived here a terribly long time. It's still a team that I've kind of called my own and been a part of and actually had stakes in and when they lose it hurts a little bit whereas no other real team I've had has actually felt that way. And so learning early on too like when you talk to other Beaver fans around here you get to get that feeling of man it's, it's a team you love and is easy to support but can break your heart too and seeing little glimpses of that but at the same time man it's just so fun to watch them and 
I'm excited to see what they're going to do and what they're going to continue to do in the program they're going to continue to build. And so that's kind of a short, longish story building into my beaver fan kind of mentality. So, Yeah, and as, as Nate kind of said, I think even as a team to call your own, and um, I think probably for both of us, I can speak, we've lived in college towns before, but mm-hmm. um, not, not to this type of magnitude of, of, you know, how much passion there is in the fan base and um, even having a, a stadium that's, you know, over, you know, 20,000, you know, it's just something that's different and unique, you know, actually living in a town that that offers that. And I think for me, always continuing to grow too, and always adding on and new facilities and new things being built. It just always seems happening. Absolutely. It's fun. Yeah, no, it's true. And, um, and I will say, you know, for me, I, I, Nate's probably always been a better athlete. I haven't known him my whole life, but he is um, a bit better than me, even if we do some athletic stuff now. Um, but my, my background, I also played sports. I was a, a swimmer and um, a soccer player. Um, so in no ways am I going to pretend to be an expert <laughs> in uh, football or basketball. We're, we're both just kind of fans, and, and we're we're trying to give a fan perspective and yeah. uh, that that's really what we want to do because we enjoy it. We have fun with it. And um, I, I, that's, we're just excited to do that. And we're both, we're both been here for about three years. So this is a, this is still a new city for us and yeah. a new team for us too. So we're, we're just hopping on. <laughs> yeah. Maybe too. Like even thinking about that, cause I can remember, but I want to know from you too, what your, your kind of first impression or experience was when you, did you go to, when was your first, the first actual Beaver game you went to? Do you remember that? First game was with you. I want to say it was San Jose State, I believe, 2015. Yeah. Um, They won. I I know that. It was was a win. Um, And and I I remember um, it was weird to, we had pretty high seats. I I don't remember. Yeah. We we were upper level, but it was it was great to be up there and see uh, the sunset and the mountains and mm-hmm. watching a football game. Um and and honestly, it wasn't an entertaining football game. It just wasn't a game that was. It wasn't very competitive. It wasn't an entertaining game. If Beavers won. It was fun. Well, I think um, that speaks to. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah. just the beauty, like the. The nature of Corvallis and how it's such a good town. It's like best college town in the Pac-12, right? But yeah. it doesn't just have that name for no reason because, just as he's saying, we're top kind of what you'd call nosebleeds, but it still doesn't feel like nosebleed. I think it's my favorite seat in the stadium, honestly, because just as he said, you can get a football game where you're watching these guys play football, but you can also look and see the mountains surrounding the Corvallis and the trees and sunsets and it's just what makes it so special that you don't really get to see in many other places. It's true. And even I think for uh, the fan base too, to to see the students, to see families, um, to just gather around uh, for, for Beaver sports, even when the team is struggling, there's a fandom there. There's a passion Mm -hmm. there. Uh, and I think it's it's kind of uncommon. It, me being from Chicago, I'm used to that with uh, the Chicago Cubs and me not being a Cubs fan. But there's that fan base that's passionate even when the team is struggling. Man. And the Beavers have that. It, it, it's it's I don't think it's a very common thing to see. There's a lot of fan bases that will jump ship. And I know that those fan bases, I've done that. <laughs> and there, I, I feel like just in my couple of years here, people are honest and yet positive in the Beavers. Oh, yeah. uh, optimistic might be the right word. Yeah. They definitely, you can tell pretty quickly when you get here, they love their Beaver sports. And, you know, it's easy to, yeah, you can say that, like, oh, every school loves their team. But it's a different, it feels like a different kind of actual love here. Like, man, even in the community, just being a part of it, and it's a place where, like you said, the community just comes together and, 
hangs out even tailgating before the games like such a fun thing and you just really can sense the the passion and even pride in the school and yeah you can it's been a hard couple of years but there's it doesn't lose that kind of feel you still can easily get that sense that man these people really care about this team they care about the school and even the players and the coaches and all of that you, you really get a sense of that absolutely and I, I think um, uh, even before us doing this podcast we were watching you know some YouTube clips and videos and um, it was kind of it's fun to, to even see the the history of, of beaver football specifically and um, even their accomplishments in like the early 2000 going 11 and one and Mm-hmm. Um, and just hearing stories. I mean, we've even worked with people and been around people that were here for that. And just still people talk about those times and, um, and how fun it was. And it's, it, it's kind of exciting even now, kind of having a fresh start, um, having a new coach, having Jonathan Smith here that was a part of that. It, it just feels fresh, you know. And it's even a fun time for us to start doing a podcast, honestly. It's yeah. a good time to, to to do something like this. Yeah, I don't think I really don't think it's gonna that was the last eleven and one season they're ever gonna have. Obviously we're on a lower kind of rebuilding and trying to find that culture again and you know, get that again, but I don't think at all that it's never gonna happen again. It's just you know, we're trying to find it and I really like Jonathan Smith, and I think he's going to bring that culture back. And you can already tell, I think, just seeing the players and hearing about it and hearing that and they're having fun. And even if you walk around the same, like I was playing tennis on Sunday while they're doing their practices and just hearing the music and hearing them, you know, really getting after it and excited. And you can tell they're working, but they're also having fun. And I think that's a big shift that's starting to take place that man they're starting to move back into that kind of right direction of what what they were you know in those years that they were doing really well and so yeah it sounds like it has been quite the shift and obviously me and Nate you know we're not on the inside yeah and we're not reporters like we said we're just fans and we, we live here uh so yeah. Um, a lot of our resources even come from, you know, other Beaver podcasts and uh, news and outlets. And, you know, that's kind of what the feeling is around the team, that there is kind of this excitement um, going on. And um, it, it's it's kind of, it, it's just fun to see. And, um, but I know, you know, me and Nate were talking about this and we're not, we're going to be doing a season preview, you know, in this episode. So we are going to be talking about that. But I, I think when me and Nate, uh, we were having dinner last night, and I just said, you know, the excitement is fun, but what's it going to be like if you lose your first game or you struggle against Ohio State? Does does that fun, is that fun still there? Is that positivity still there? Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to be interesting to see how this team reacts to adversity because right now there isn't any. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see what that's going to look like. And I as think, the season goes on. Yeah, I think we're going to see that quickly because obviously as fans, you want to see them go in there upset Ohio State and have this big kind of celebration, but you also have to look at it kind of realistically. And, I mean, you can't, you know, it's you're probably not going to go in there and win at Ohio State. That's a really tough game and against a tough school. So they're going to face that pretty quick, and we're going to, be able to see pretty early on in the season of how are they going to respond when you know they go out there and obviously there's this momentum there's this hype it's a new season it's a new coaching staff and all these unexpected not even fully know what the team's looking like you have all these kind of questions and excitement rightfully so but yeah once that reality kind of hits of Obviously, we don't hope it happens, but, man, they go there and get blown out. What do you do? How are you going to respond? And I I do really think and have confidence in Jonathan Smith and that staff. I think it's the right staff, and they're going to be able to discipline where 
needed, but it's not a yell in your kind of face and tell you how bad you suck and figure this out type thing. But I think they're going to really, man, they're going to, they're going to work on it and hopefully we'll see them start to kind of progress throughout the season. I know that's what Jonathan Smith's really been hitting on is that, man, I just want to see him compete. I just want to see him work hard and throughout the whole season, continue to get better, continue to like, yeah, just grow and be hardworking and consistent. Yeah, and that's true. I think even just saying, I remember you telling me that last night, Nate, too, when we were talking of just Jonathan Smith looking to see this team compete. And I think that's 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 what I want. I, I think for me, just being here for, you know, three years and following the Beavers, um, it, it, mm-hmm. there was a, it was very hard at times to um, have fun watching the team. Um, yeah. And that's not knocking the players. That's not knocking anyone. It, it's just the fact that the games are not competitive. Um, and well, it's hard, too, because they're talented. They've been talented. They've shown halves where they're hanging in with these top Pac-12 teams, looking like, man, okay, we're in this game. And then second half rolls around, and what just happened? Yeah, you remember that Washington game last year. I, I don't know the score off the top of my head, but I think they were within 10 or down 10. Um, and then the third quarter starts, I believe, and the game just gets away from them. And mm-hmm. um, you saw it time and time and again last year of just um, them being in games and then <laughs> just kind of losing control of it. And yeah. very quickly, it's not a slow decline. It just kind of falls apart, it feels like. And um, I think that's just an exciting thing. And I will say, and Nate can probably quote me on this, I, I wasn't that excited when I first heard the name Jonathan Smith being the coach. One, because I've just never heard of the never heard of the guy before, which is embarrassing to say I'm doing a Beavers podcast and I don't know who Jonathan Smith is. But the <laughs> truth is I didn't. Didn't know. Yeah. And... Um, First press conference, you know, it seems like a nice guy, very generic, uh, you know, comments, but it was it was nice. But, man, as as the months have gone on, I am falling for this guy hard. I, it's mm-hmm. it's it's no longer a crush. I'm starting to love him, and he hasn't. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen yet, but I really am. I'm I'm all I'm I'm drinking Kool Aid here. I'm I'm enjoying what I'm seeing and want to. Yeah. I wanted to succeed here. Yeah, I mean it's true and. As we've both kind of commented to, we, we've lived in Corvallis three years, so it's not like we've grown this, you know, we've been lifelong Beaver fans that, like he said, yeah, I didn't know who Jonathan Smith was either at the initial talk of it, and yeah, it's embarrassing in some ways, but yeah, we're still fairly new, three years, but that doesn't take away too, just man, our real love for the team, the sport. And so, yeah, we're learning. We're starting to hear these talks of names. Even, like, I remember rumors surfacing, like, maybe less miles. You know, you don't really necessarily buy that and really think he's coming. But there was part of me that's like, less miles? Like, yeah, get a... I I hopped on that, too, for a little bit. (laughs) And even other guys that you kind of heard about a little bit. And then Jonathan Smith. I'm like, okay, I don't know who this guy is. Even hearing like other people kind of talking about him, like yeah, we're excited, but he just doesn't have that kind of personality, and I don't know if he could make it as a head coach. I don't know if he has that, you know, just I don't know personality or attitude to really the, carry it. The kind of like you know, I mean, what's a high profile coach that? You know, makes, Mike Leach type guy. Yeah, yeah, that's he's, he's an extreme too, but the extreme example. Um, but that's kind of what you're saying, yeah, right? He's a low, under the radar kind of guy. It seemed like being said, and honestly, going into his hiring and yeah, his first press conference, I've never heard him talk. Never, honestly, I didn't know. What, I didn't. Yeah, never <laughs> seen his face. So I didn't maybe know what to some get Google from the guy, right? That's about yeah. It. I mean, honestly, I don't even know if I had that. So I just. <laughs> That first impressions what I got, and I was honestly really impressed. I think hearing the little things I heard, I was kind of going into it. Man, this is 
stink. I don't know. I'm not too happy about it. Wishing kind of get a bigger name. Who's this guy? I don't know. So many unknowns about it to me. Just kind of being feel more down about it. But the minute he started talking and you could see him, I really bought into his conviction, even as he talks about in his conference of, man, I've been here. I know I've walked through these doors. I've been through these halls and I've, he walked on this team, you know? And so he has, he really does have the drive. He has the passion and I like him. I like his personality. I, you can tell he cares. And I think that goes a long way above being flashy and being even like a good hype man or someone who can give these good powerful motivational speeches maybe that gets the locker room just completely jacked which is good you still want that but what's going to happen when there's is there depth to any of that kind of showy hype type personality and maybe but you can tell Jonathan Smith he's got a foundation and he's solid and so he's going to learn how to maybe grow more of a personality to be that kind of hype type guy maybe he is and I haven't seen it so much and you never know when they're kind of there with the players on their own but I'm still really impressed with what I've seen from him so far yeah and I I, um, I was uh, rem reminded and you know I, I believe it was from uh, the Dan podcast. I think it was Brandon, Brandon Sprague was saying when this hire first happened, it's almost as if to fix what the issues were with this program was to bring in one of their own, to mm. bring in somebody that's been here and that's done it. That's kind of the antidote for what's been going on here. And we're not going to spend a lot of time on the negatives of what was here because yeah. you can look it up if you want. I mean, it's all, it's there. You know, so, um, but it, it almost felt like this is something, this is what the program needs. They need a face that's recognizable. I, this, this community does. I think that's, that's another part of it with a recognizable face. I mean, that's one and done it here. And, um, it, it almost, I feel like it's going to create an extra amount of, of grace and a longer period of time to let Jonathan Smith do what he wants with this team because people love him here. They mm -hmm. like him here. Um, they're going to give him more time to work on this team. And maybe yeah. if you make a hire that's unknown um, or well-known, but from out of the area, we've done that before. And, yeah. you know, it's it can sometimes uh, the patience might not be there. But he, I think he is going to be able to have the patience. And I think he has my patience already because oh, I, yeah. I see I see his character and what he's trying to do here. And I, I appreciate it so far from what I've seen and heard about him. No, I know. That's so true. I think that goes so far, such a long way, is if you're... It's all about building that relationship. Relationship in general, you know. It was having being around the community, being invested in it, talk, really genuinely talking with people when you see them and, you know, just shaking their hand and laughing and asking about them. And I, Jonathan Smith does that, you know, I don't, it's so far it seems to me, I mean, and that goes a long way because as you do that, I mean, yeah, you have patience, you have grace when, yeah, if they lose, if they lose a couple in a row or something looks hard, man, you still know Jonathan Smith. You know he's going to work on it and he's going to be there for those guys and they're going to get it right. And that that does help a lot when those times maybe are a little hard and it's you start to feel yourself kind of get down. Of, man, yeah, of course we want to see, you know, and we still don't know what happens, but, you know, just thinking about it, though, if that happens and we're losing a couple and you kind of start to feel that feeling we can get familiar with of, oh gosh, here it comes. It's that, oh, we're the beavers type thing. Well, it takes away from that and it cancels that kind of out and you start to, you stay more positive and excited that, but Jonathan's working, he's figuring this out and putting trust and confidence that, you know, maybe it's not even instantaneous, but he's going to get this taken care of and he's going to, 
it's shifting and he's going to change the way this team continues to progress. Yeah, and they they've been hard at work now with the camps going on and um you know, haven't dug a lot into it. Um I I think probably the biggest storyline with the camp right now is who's going to be the starting quarterback of this team. Oh yeah. There isn't um a name yet, at least as of this time of Monday, August 20th at 7.14 p.m. We, we, we don't know who the starter is. Um, I know both me and Nate have opinions. We have thoughts on it. But I think overall, I think we both agree it'd be nice if this team has a starter named. Um, I think it'd, probably be, it'd be good for the team to have one named at this time. But there isn't yet. I'm sure there's a reason and a vision behind it. Um, but I know that's probably one of the main things coming out or coming out of camp right now is who's going to start. So, Nate, I know you probably have some thoughts on it, and I'm interested to see what you think uh, on that and what they should do. Yeah, it's. I just think it's so, it's so important to for the team as a whole because your quarterbacks are a leader. Their quarterbacks, the one everyone's kind of going to, is the one who kind of dictates how the practice is going and needs to be that guy who steps up and kind of controls the team, you know. And so when there's questions going around who's going to be a quarterback, you know, the guys are looking around, the teammates are watching, like, who are we going to, who are we putting our trust, who are we following, who's going to be the guy that takes us. And even hearing other people talking about it, you know, it, different podcasts and stuff like that it's just they're talking about it too like man it's hard when you don't have by this point in camp teams are coming up with their quarterbacks building that kind of hype and momentum to get ready for their season and that's still a question that's not yet answered and so I think I they'll probably I imagine they should hopefully get that figured out soon well, I'm th you're thinking by the end of the week because yeah. you're going into Ohio State week next week. I don't, I don't know if they would want to wait, you know, a couple days before the first game to have a starter announced. I'm not, you yeah. think you want to go into that week with a starter? And I know another thing that's not concerning, but you wonder too is that also means no one's really clearly stood out, and so you have. What I've heard, three main guys kind of competing for the role, and Connor Blunt and Jake Luton and Jack Leto. Good, solid guys of what I hear. Obviously, we've seen some from Jake Luton and seen how he's impressive. And I got excited seeing him throw the ball. And he's a tall guy, sits in the pocket, kind of the pro-style guy. And I know we've seen some of Connor Blunt and... He's still young and hasn't had as much experience. Um, I like I like him from the little I've seen too. It's just it's hard because I know we've talked about it. We've seen them kind of you know experiment with the mobile kind the of quarterbacks, mobile. even two system types, and yeah, we, I don't like we that. both don't like that. <laughs> Because I'm like, man, you got to find your guy. And well, I'm trying to see when it's worked. Yeah, I mean, you, I think yeah. it's maybe worked just for Ohio State a couple of years ago, right? I yeah, think. Yeah, but there's no that. way that's the norm and what you should, you know, be looking for. And so, I personally, I'm a pro-style guy. I like, it's just fun for me to watch the, obviously it's showy and it's exciting too. And you got quarterbacks that can break out a, 80-yard run for a touchdown and while juking people and breaking tackles, that's cool too. But in the long run, for me, it's fun to watch a guy sit in the pocket while the it's collapsing on him, not being afraid and just standing strong in there and then throwing that ball to an open man and going for a touchdown. That's exciting for me. And so I think for me, from just even seeing experience of Luton and in, liking him when I saw him and I kind of like him he's my favorite going into it part of that's not not seeing Jack Coletto really play I've never really seen him play so I don't really too bad know maybe I mean I'm sure he's great well, not much of us have any film on him yeah that's the truth and Connor Blunt don't know much of either and so right now just with that Luton's kind of my favorite guy but 
also trusting, like you said, and Jonathan Smith being a quarterback, he knows he's going to play the right guy, and he's going to play the guy who gives him the best chance to win, who is a solid quarterback, who also is going to lead the team. And so you put that trust in him as well, and obviously he knows more about those players than I do. But from seeing it, man, Luton, I like him. I like when he sits in the pocket and throws it. My question with it, you know, that I would, I don't know what concerns me, but that I wonder about is that, you know, having a big hit, having an injury, that's a scary deal, getting carried off in a stretcher. And actually, going back to even my sports days, I've been through a similar thing when I played baseball where I got right. knocked out and someone need me and I got knocked out unconscious and I'd get carried away in a ambulance with that. And so those things are traumatic. Yeah. And thankfully mine wasn't as serious in the long run, but you know, we see that that's a scary deal and it's, you know, it's good and it's, we're thankful Jay Gluten's good and he's able to even have the chance to play as a quarterback again because yeah. he could easily have been paralyzed, you know, anything like that. Or could so, have not ever wanted to play again. Yeah. Or been like, no, I can't go through that. And, but still with that being said, you, you wonder like, okay, how much is he going to carry of that? rightfully so in some ways that's scary but that's my kind of biggest thing of I'm kind of watching to see how much that affects him and honestly thinking about it too now as I talk you're going to play Ohio State you're yeah you're having big old dudes coming rushing at you they're gonna hit you you're gonna get hit there's no doubt about it you know and how do you respond after getting those first couple hits yeah I think also with uh, Jonathan Smith, it's what kind of system is he going to want to run? Because yeah. it, it might – is he going to play the most talented quarterback? Is he going to play – or is he going to play the quarterback that fits his system the most? Yeah. And and I'm not – I don't know if he's going to do an exact replica of what he was doing at Washington with this team um, offensively. Um, yeah. I don't know, Nate. I mean, what what do you think if you were – running a team, would you be, are you going most talented or are you going to go with, this is the system I want to run and this guy fits my system? I think you have to go talent. I think you have to go, what's going to give us the most right now? Because obviously, while in some sense you want to keep building for the future, but there is that kind of urgency of, okay, we people want something. Yeah right now and I don't think you can rightfully expect and I don't think anyone's right like expecting a even bowl season this year you know I don't think we're saying okay Jonathan Smith coming in now he's going to take us to immediately from 1 and 11 to 6 and 7 or whatever the case is where you're getting a bowl game 6 and 6 which would be great but that'd be great but you're not expecting that but you still want to you hope for Three to four. Well, wins. we'll get into that. That's true. Yeah, we'll get into that. But, but I, going back, I think you play who's got your talent now. Who's the best on your roster that's going to give you the chance at the most wins. And that's how you, I think you probably honor the seniors and the players that have been there. You know, you this isn't a pro team where you're rebuilding yeah. for the future. I mean, in ways you are. But you also have players on this team that want to play and want to win now and be mm-hmm. a part of a winning culture. And you want to create that. So it makes sense that you might want to be playing the best guy. Yeah, and you have running backs too. And I've heard good things about Jamar Jefferson and running backs that he's a freshman. And you have guys that I'm hearing are good. And so you want to – I like that. I like – Man, if you want to run the ball, give the ball to your running back and let him do work. If you're going to pass the ball, man, stay in that pocket. And obviously it's nice to have a quarterback who's got feet too. So if he gets flushed out, he knows he's gonna, he can still give you yards. But that's not his kind of, for me, I don't, for his instinct to run. I'd rather have an instinct to sit in the pocket, look for that pass, and then if need be, get flushed out and still make yards. But... You know, trust in your running backs and just be confident to sling the ball downfield and 
find that guy. What do you, um, because I'll be honest, I don't know that much, but, um, I know you kind of know some of the wide receiving core, at least from the last couple years. You've, I know I've heard you when we've talked about it, you were able to kind of talk about some of them, know some of them. Um, I think when, even us talking last night, we kind of felt like this was the area where we didn't know that much about, didn't really know, um, if there's an area of, well, we're, we're not sure, it's kind of the wide receiving core. Um, and, I, I mean, even last year, I, I think we, we had some some wide receivers out there. It was just the ball wasn't really maybe getting to them. Yeah. Um, there were some issues there. So I, I don't know if you have any thoughts or what you know about this wide receiving core. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't, that's okay, because I don't know a lot eat myself. You know, um, I don't know a ton. I know the big names I'm kind of used to hearing is that Timmy Hernandez. I know they're talking about big things from him, and he made plays last year, you know. It's just, but like you said, unfortunately, you didn't get to see too much of the ball getting passed downfield and the receivers being able to make catches. And it's unfortunate because you want to see what your receivers are kind of made of. You want to see them at least have an opportunity to make plays. But what I'm hearing in stuff right now, Timmy Hernandez, and now you have Isaiah Hodgins, who was a freshman last year. and Who did, we didn't stuff. see a lot of last no. year. He didn't see a lot of the field from what I remember. But he's a big recruit and has a lot of potential. And so it'll be good to see. I just want to see those guys get chances to make plays and show off even what they have show off their abilities because man at least throw the ball get it their direction and see them work at it and allow them to make plays allow them to you know impress you because whether it was um the quarterback being under pressure or quarterback being um inaccurate um whatever the reason is those or scheme whatever it was you didn't see the wide receivers get much opportunity and when you said there was opportunities they just didn't execute those opportunities yeah. unfortunately um yeah it didn't happen so um well i will i also want to know maybe what you think uh defensively for this team i know for me as soon as um i remember cory hall taking over the team last year that seemed like there was a burst of energy in that defense um if there was a bright spot in that team the second half of the year, I think it was probably the, on the defensive side of the ball. So I'm interested in how that may carry over. And I know us talking before this podcast, you really are excited about this new coordinator and what he's bringing to the table. Yeah. Obviously, I don't, you know, through all this, we don't, we're not experts. We don't know, obviously, a ton about these guys. But from what I'm hearing and little I'm seeing, I energy is a big word I think that's being tossed around is these guys are going around with energy they're excited they're pumped up they're and you know that goes a long way honestly talent's obviously important crucial and the most important kind of thing but so is energy so is kind of building that even within your team and being hyped and excited and like I said having fun and seeing the interview like even on the you know watching youtube clips of beaver blitz or whatever it is of um seeing them interview like the defensive backs coach and all that and just seeing them have you can tell they're like they're pumped up they're energetic and hearing them you know even how we listen to the damn podcast and talking about how man, they're excited about the defense. They felt like even yesterday or to, you know, they're feeling recently like, man, they had their best practice. Kind of practice. Yeah. And so yeah. that's good to hear because like you say, man, defense goes a long way. If your defense can stop and shut down people and hold teams to a low amount of points, that gives you a good chance to win. So you you're really putting a lot of stock and hope that man, your defense gets it together. And man, if your offense is on the sideline, watching your defense time after time, possession after possession, shutting them down and forcing turnovers, that gets you going. Even if you're kind of slow and dragging your foot, if your defense is out there fighting and 
making stops, having hard hits, and bouncing around and energetic and having fun out there, that builds some hype. And I think that's the biggest takeaway I'm hearing around now is there's energy, there's excitement. And for me, that's exciting. For me, that gets me excited to hear that, okay, they're out there having fun. They're not kind of dull and walking around with their heads down, but no, it's the opposite. And they're smiling and the interviews I've seen of defensive players, they're smiling and talking about how excited it's been and how good practices have been and you know so that's fun that's fun to hear yeah and it'll take a lot of pressure off this offense that's obviously trying to find their identity um because they haven't had one um in recent years so I think it's going to be great for this offense to have a defense that can um maybe control a game yeah um and I know for special teams uh just briefly um I know that we're probably having a new we may have a new kicker, new punter. Um I know that's that's been a week. We haven't seen much field goals. I think we were talking last yeah. night. We haven't seen a lot of opportunities just because of the lack of red zone presence for the Beavers over the last couple of years, especially last year we saw that. Yeah. Um and even in a punting game just haven't really executed that very well either. Um, whether it's a style of punting or the formation or whatever it may be. Um, but I think special teams is an area that hasn't really shined. We haven't seen much special teams, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, for this team. So I, and I don't really know what to expect for this year, but I, I think we're going to be seeing new players in those roles. Yeah. And that's fun. That's fun for me. You know, it's like, like I said, with all these expectations, you don't expect them to offense to move down the field every time, score a touchdown. But you want to see them, even if field goal kickers have forty yard kick opportunities, they're hitting consistently and they're walking away with a field goal. And yeah, we just don't get to see too much of that. We haven't got to see a ton of that on display. And I know we've kind of talked about it and. There's kind of that whole Australian or whatever it is punting Style. method that's I don't I don't understand it completely, but that kind of running around and kicking it and I personally like just more the traditional traditional punt it and let some hang time on it to allow your guys to get down there and make a play. And so I hope to see kind of more of that style, just me personally, you know, but with everything, trusting to, man, the coaches know what they're doing, and I trust that this staff's going to put the right things in play to start to see some of that kind of grow, and we'll start to see some of that highlighted more because they're going to get more opportunities because I just want to see more of that happening, you know, seeing what kind of field goal kickers we have and, and all of that and having the opportunity to do that yeah putting the players in the best position to win and make a play and um you know we talked about you know that that this is all new staff except for one coach that's the only that's the only person that uh made it from last year so this is all new staff and all new year um i want to get to this season preview um which, you know, we'll, we'll run down each game. We're not going to go into detail in each game. This is just kind of pure fandom, pure random, just this is what we think, this is what we feel. Um, and I'm sure as each week goes on, as we preview each game in the upcoming weeks, we'll probably be changing our minds. Yeah. Um, but this is just the first raw... Actually, we'll be honest, this is our second time going through the schedule. We did it once on a trip to Portland. And um, going to the airport, Nate was dropping me off, and we kind of went through the schedule. So we have done this before, but we don't really remember what we said. Mm. So we're just going to kind of do that again um, and just kind of have fun with it. So um, as we all know, September 1st is the first game at Ohio State, ranked fifth in the country. Uh, Nate, I, I I don't feel good about this game. I, I'm not. I'm excited because it's the start of the year. I'm excited because we're going to see a new beaver season, a new team. Um, 
but the the truth is it's it's gonna be it's gonna be very very difficult and I, I don't think the Beavers will win this game so I do have this one down as a loss but yeah. I want to write a W if they are within 20 points I'll be very very happy and I know we can go more to that next week yeah but just right off the bat that that's that's a loss for me oh yeah I mean I don't know how in your right mind you can say that's a win obviously every one of us hopes longs and would be ecstatic for a win there of course but you can't look at that and say you're going to go win that your first game but just as you said man 21 within 21 i'm happy about that and i think the biggest word going into it's compete you just want to see him compete and what whatever that looks like you know you want to see the offensive move the ball you want to see them score you want to see them you know making executing their drives you want to see the defense make some stops it'd be nice to see turnovers and and all that and just discipline that would be the biggest takeaway for me and excited about but yeah that's a loss I mean it's it hurts but yeah but you know in the next couple days we'll see what happens I mean me and Nate have been known to drink Kool-Aid so um we we fall for things very quickly yes. and we can get behind something next week next episode <laughs> we might be saying how they're gonna win so you never know we'll yeah. figure that one out here exactly um so after that first trip to columbus uh their second game of the season they'll be it'll be their home opener against fcs southern utah which um i had no idea until a couple minutes before this podcast of nate doing some quick <laughs> research that they were really yeah, very good quick. very good fcs school last year and um, you know, we we both graduated from an FCS school, so we know that the competition is real. We're not knocking it, and yeah, um, I know for me personally, um, even just being here the last couple of years, I really want to see us knock around an FCS school. We don't see it that often. Yeah, um, I really do believe that we are going to win this game. I'm definitely not on a score prediction. We're not doing anything like that yet, no. but I do think we're going to win this game. Um, I, I just think having uh, Jonathan Smith back and home opener. Yeah, I, I just feel like there's absolutely. <laughs> I don't want to say it. There should be no reason to lose this football game. No, I think to. You know, I think there's gonna be so much hype. There's gonna be so much excitement even around the players and. Like I, like we both said, we we expect a loss coming out of the first week, but I don't think that's gonna mess up the players. I don't think they're gonna be coming after that game just heads down. But I think that. The energy is going to be right up there again. They're going to be pumped. Their home opener with Jonathan Smith. They're going to come out excited. I, I hope for a blowout. You know, you'd, obviously that's not the aim of what measures a good game necessarily. But you want to see them compete. You want to see them kind of, like you said, knock knock them around a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm saying a win too. Um. Third game of the season, uh, they have another non-conference heading to Nevada. This is one of those tricky games on the schedule where um, you really just want to be like, okay, well, you know, we're a bigger conference. You know, we're going to yeah. – we should be able to beat that kind of team. But then again, we're on the road. And then again, we're um, not necessarily a team that um, should be thinking we can beat anybody. It's just – and that's we haven't proven ourselves as a as a team, or the Beavers have. And I shouldn't say I'm not on their team, but yeah. um, it's it's um, it's one of those games that I really want. I really want to say that we we would win, but I just don't feel like we're gonna go into Nevada and, and, and win that football game. I think it's gonna be really close. Seriously, but a loss. I, I am gonna go a loss. I don't think that's a a win. Yeah, you're right. It's a it's a hard one to. It's a hard one to predict because, yeah, we're a Power 5 school, so you should think even that we'd have that. But I think a lot of it's going to hinge upon the Southern Utah game. I think if we sque even squeak away with the win there by, like, 7, that's going to be hard to go now on the road and get a win. So I think it's going to be – it's hard. I don't know – well, it's even coming out of the Ohio State game. You know, if you're competitive yeah. in that game, you know, I'm and gonna you win the FCS and then go to Nevada. It's it's hard to know. I'm giving it a win. <laughs> okay, you know, I'm gonna say a win. 
I'm not going to necessarily be confident, but I'm going with a win. Week four, um, Pac-12 play will begin um, at home against Arizona Wildcats. Um, I, um, I don't have any theory or logic behind it, but I do think the Beavers are going to win this game. Um, this To me, this is the type of game that a year or so ago that, that we would lose. But I, I do feel like um, a Pac-12 opener at home, um, I, I think that Arizona is um, a beatable team, just what I feel right now. I know they had coming off a good year, um, but I do feel like this is a game the Beavers are going to win, and I, I don't have much logic or reasoning behind it. Yeah. I just feel like in my gut that that's a win for the Beavers. Yeah, Arizona, they're a good team. If Khalil Tate at quarterback, he's a you know he can do anything at any given moment. So he's kind of scary. It's all that's hinging on our defense too. It's going to be interesting. Like I said, this is our kind of preview, so we don't fully know. So these might change. Right now, I'm leaning towards a loss, but so I'm going to go ahead and say a loss just because that's a tough team. But I think we'll see when we actually preview that week because I think it's going to be hinging on how our defense is looking and and multiple different factors. But I'm going to have to give it a loss for me. Week five, the Beavers um, are going to Arizona State. Um, so uh, their first Pac-12 road game. And, you know, I, I feel like from previous years, the Beavers probably already have a bye by now. So they're, they're not, they don't have a bye week. We'll get to it, but not yet. So um, I, I think with Arizona State, I, I think this is another one that I don't have much to back it up, but I do think the Beavers are going to win this game. And I think that um, road losing streak in the Pac-12 does come to an end against Arizona mm. State. Um, I do think... I do think they're going to win. And a lot of that has wow. to do with my mindset of thinking they're going to beat Arizona at home. So I think they're <laughs> going to go into Arizona State, and I think it is going to be an upset. And I think it's going to be... It's going to... I think the win at home against Arizona would carry over to a road win to Arizona State. So I am giving them a win. <laughs> You're taking a lot more positive route than I... Or whatever that looks like. I think it's a loss... I don't necessarily have reasoning, but I think playing at Arizona State, that's a tough place to play. Herm Edwards is their coach, and so... But it's a, it's a new regime there, too. That's true. That's true. I'm just, I think, loss. That's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> uh, week six, they are back at home against Washington State. Um, it's just, for me, they're not going to win this football game. Um <laughs> I, I I just think, I don't know much. Obviously, we'll know more in the upcoming weeks. I don't know much about the Washington State team, but I know enough of how good they were last year and the way they're coached there. And I um, I just don't think the Beavers are yet at that level uh, to um, beat a team like Washington State. So I'm, I'm going to go a loss at home against Washington State. I mean, we're just flipping because I think... I think Oregon State can beat this team, and I think, you know, I have them. Do I have them losing the last two? So yeah, you do. I think yeah. this is a kind of a comeback and kind of gain that momentum back a little bit, getting ready to go into the latter half of the schedule. I think, I think they come out hyped and excited and energetic, getting another win. Uh, the week after that is the actual bye week. week. So um, that seems later in the year than previous years. I could be wrong on that. That's just off memory. It just seems a little later than normal. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but they will um, play Cal at home. Uh, I mean, maybe you remind, do you, can you remind me what, do you remember what, how Cal was last year at all? I know we played at obviously Cal and I remember watching the game. I don't remember too many details about it. I feel like um, they're a, they're a solid team. I think they're, yeah. I don't know. Well, I I think I'm gonna go a win against Cal. <laughs> um, I, I think it's a. I think it's. It seems like a. 
with the track record that I'm going on, this seems like a winnable game for them. Um, if, yeah. if everything plays out the way that I think it is, um, I think this is a, a, a game they'll win and um, bounce back from a Washington State loss. I think they, they'll win this football game. I think, I think it's a win, too. I think coming off, for me, the Washington State game, getting a bye to kind of get some rest for that's true probably coming needed. off the bye. Um, there's probably going to be a lot of sore bodies going on. And so I think getting that extra rest, coming off a win before the bye week, I think they're going to come back out, another home game with excitement. It's October, it's fall, it's that football kind of weather. They're going to come out and win, I think. Uh, the following week, playing Colorado, that was the first Corey Hall game last year, a game that felt so winnable um, and Almost, I was ready to call a win pretty early on in that game almost. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think as far as the Pac-12 goes, this is the kind of school you probably want to play with where you're at, at for the Beavers. It's a really good opportunity to kind of see where you're at. Because um, I think you're playing not a level opponent, but more to your maybe competition, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, so that is a game on the road. Um I, I think I'm going to, wow, I, I'm totally giving the Beavers more wins than I thought I would so far. I, I do think that they, they'll win that game. And keep in mind, a lot of this is coming off what I already have happening. So I think if you got that win at Cal the week before you go to Colorado, um, I, think, uh, I think you can win in Boulder. So Yeah. Another thing, too, like looking at Cal, like we... Have their offensive our offensive line coach? I believe I could be wrong on that. Was at Cal, From Cal. and our so. offensive coordinator came from Colorado, and so Interesting. <laughs> we have these guys who know they're kind of have been there. You know, I'm gonna. I think they win that too. I think they can. Okay. Yeah, I think they're on a little run right now, and they go out there and. I think it's close, but I think they're going to win. Did you have them losing the Cal? Winning. Oh, okay. I, have them. I tracked it wrong. My bad. Let me let me change that. So that's a two-game winning streak. That's your first three. time. I have a three-game winning streak. You do have a three-game. Interesting. Okay. Well, that will go right into November football. And then I have the three-game winning streak going to complete end <laughs> for the rest of the season, but we'll get to that. Well, so they, then they'll get to... Um, uh, the Trojans of USC will come in to Corvallis on November 3rd. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't think this is a game. I think, for me, this is probably where the streak would end. I just feel like... Mm -hmm. Well, my gut wants me to just say a win, but I just don't feel like I can do it, so I'm, I'm not going to. Um, I think if anything coming off a winning streak, this could be a trap game, depending on how USC is playing. Um, so I, I don't think yeah. that they're going to win this game. I think they're going to. I think they'll compete for maybe a half. I just don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to win. I think there's going to be excitement. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good game, but I don't think they they're going to pull that one off. Yeah, a part of me. Maybe like you almost wants to say it because I've given them so many W's or, or yeah. more than I thought. I'm honestly so yeah surprised how much wins I've given them too. Yeah. But. So I, I think um, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it out with a loss there. But Stanford that give you a little bit of pain from last year, huh? Yeah, yeah. Playing Stanford the following week on November 10th. Um, yeah, that was another game that the the Beavers could have won. Um, should have won, but that, that, uh, we don't have to talk about that, but, uh, <laughs> um, yes. So Stanford, I think on the road, I, I don't think they're going to win that football game. I, I think for me, looking at the rest schedule, this is where the decline probably in the season happens. I think the Beavers have probably peaked at this point already. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say a loss against Stanford. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I you know, you know, yeah, I'll just say, yeah, loss. 
then not much more to that. <laughs> and then um, they're then they go into Washington the following week. Um, Washington's they didn't perform well. I mean, they were they were a playoff team right last year, um, right? They were in the Final Four yeah. teams, so um, didn't didn't play well in those games. But they really are. I mean, they're the prime of the Pac-12. I mean. Um, they're what teams are trying to be. Granted, we have Jonathan Smith that coached there. Actually, I don't so, think they were in the playoffs last year. They were not. Were they? Because it wasn't Georgia, Oklahoma, Alabama, Clemson. You may be right, but I think that they were. They were. They were. The, they, were they were the yeah. top Pac-12 team, right? I mean, yeah. one or two, you'd say. Um, but at any rate, on the road in Washington, um, it's going to be fun for Jonathan Smith. <laughs> Um, but I, I don't think that's a game that uh, the Beavers will win on the road. So, um, yeah. however, we may have an edge having Jonathan Smith, but also Washington knows Jonathan Smith. So, <laughs> yeah, so. I, I don't think you're winning that either. And yeah, so I'm not, we'll, so. we'll track it as a loss as well for both of us. Yeah. And then you have the Civil War on November at, 23rd at home. Reeser. At Reeser. Uh, last time they won on Reeser. Day after Thanksgiving, I believe, a Friday game. Yeah. Um, man, I I, uh, I don't know because the, the Ducks are such a – they're a program right now that you don't know where really where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the Beavers can win this game. I do. Um, and I think out of pure fandom and just a feeling, I'm going to give them a win for that one. Yeah. I think it, it's a winnable game. And it hurts to think about losing to Oregon, of course, but I just have to give it a loss. I. I think they're gonna. It's gonna be a good game. I think. I think it's gonna be exciting. Of course, this is a civil war. It's gonna be energetic. But I just. I don't think they're gonna come away with it. I think a loss. Do you have any um, predictions at all for who you think is gonna be winning a Pac-12 championship? That's a good. I think Stanford. I think Stanford, for me, is probably the favorite. Okay. Because I, I, I don't know. I haven't really thought and about that's it. By it a little, that's by little research. So <laughs> Whatever you take of that. So right now... Um, are. Well, so I, I'm, I'm trying to get yours here, but I have the Beavers at 6-6, six and six, finishing wow. the season. That Which very would that make optimistic. them a bowl, a bowl team? team? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I want to get your stuff added up. Okay. So yeah, let's see here. Of course, you want to see that. I mean, I can't even imagine the Beavers going from one and eleven to now we're at a bowl game. Um, obviously, that's the aim. That'd be awesome. It'd be so much excitement to. See the Beavers come and first year of Jonathan Smith, he just gets those guys pumped up. The culture's changing. They go to bowl game, get some hypes, get some recruits built up into next year, improve on it then, and then who knows? We're looking in a few years to maybe a ranked team. But, yeah. you know, that's pushing it. That's just obviously that'd be exciting. But I just obviously I think we're, we're going to improve this year. I think we're going to win. Multiple was my. Well, well, well. So, do you, do you want to take a guess at what you were at? I think I gave him four. So you you actually ended up at six and six as well. So I you two. You what? Up, you ended up with the same record that, that did I did. Feel like what but I you you did it and you just went a different route with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm so, I'm even surprised at myself. Honestly, I would not have. I don't know if there's, just there's the, in three. the moment looking at the schedule and I drank the Kool-Aid again as I was starting to look at it. We joke about that, of drinking the Kool-Aid, meaning like, you know, just our fan, our fandom kind of comes out and we're like, oh, but what if? Like, they could, maybe they yeah. could do it, you know? And sometimes it's hard to really look at it 
realistically, but I'm surprised I gave them six and six. But you know, well, I think it's like you said, or we've talked about. It's really going to be. Um, I mean, it's it's normal in sports, well, but it's how you start the season. If if you really start this season, yeah, competitively against Ohio State, you come home. You know, you can beat up on Southern Utah, and which like, we don't beat up on anybody, but if you can say beating up on an FCS school and then go into Nevada with that confidence and win that game. We talked about it last night. If you are going into Pac-12 play at 2-1, and one, yeah, that's huge. I think the Kool-Aid is right on because I think that is something that I don't – coming going into a winning record in Pac-12 play is just something this team hasn't done. Yeah. So – I think at that standpoint, if they're sitting at two and one before Pac twelve play, I think it's very realistic to see them getting to five hundred this year. So yeah, I mean, like you said, these might very well change as we highlight each week, the week leading up to. Because like we said, we just did a brief season preview, very on top of our head, very little understanding of even what team we're gonna be. So. Yeah. None of this is any maybe depth to it, but it can very well change week to week. Yeah. So there will be more detailed as we kind of look at it week by week starting next week going into Ohio State. Yeah. Obviously, I don't think we're either either of us are going to change and say it's going to be a win, but hey, I guess you'll have to know. find out. We you know, know. Who, who knows? I think... Um, yeah, I think we'll have a better idea of that game once we know who the starter is, and um, also the you know the stuff that's going on around the Ohio State yeah. program, which we won't hit on or really go into. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at. I think uh, going forward, uh, we'll we'll try to be you know doing a little more research and keep ourselves accountable and learning more about this team um, as fans and. Um, having fun with this season, um, and it, it's gonna. We're we're hoping to do this once a week. Yeah. Um, hoping to do it earlier in the week where uh, we can recap the previous game and look forward to the next one. So it's. Uh, I don't know if you have any yeah no, thoughts or comments. You want to share? It's an exciting time. It's an exciting time to see and build up that kind of hope for what this year is going to bring and even doing this kind of first built on beeves episode it's exciting and i think that's the big word to take away right now and it's it's fun to get in it's, it brings that excitement even as we talk about it and it's always a new kind of feeling because like i said we we talk about this regularly on our own and build up our kind of excitement level but even doing this podcast has kind of brought up different levels of excitement that, like I said, I would not have imagined me going six and six with the Beavers, but you look at the schedule and then you start to think about it and get excited about it in the moment. And now all of a sudden me and Eric think they're going to a bowl game. But, <laughs> well, every you know, year there's a surprise team, right? Yeah. In every conference, so you don't know, right? So. Yeah, but it's fun. Yeah. Fine. Well, yeah, so for for Nate Hayfley, um, I'm Eric Bober. Thank you for, for tuning in to Built on Beeves, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks.